Hello, pudding people, and welcome to a another wonderful podcast of Everybody Loves Pudding. Absolutely, I'm I am your host Ken Seymour with my also host Richard Geiger, yeah. and we are ecstatic to have you here with us again. And we decided to do something extra special. We have been contemplating this for a very long time, at least five to ten minutes. To <laughs> yes, we we are like okay, well, we're going to do a podcast on this. Let's do it. And then it just evolved from something else completely different. Um, we've recently had some podcasts um, popped out there that discussed some music interests. Yeah. And the idea behind that, we mentioned it in the podcast, was, well, let's get the discussion going. These are our favorite ones. These are your favorite ones from that era. Um, but the idea was... They were our favorites, like a personal favorite type thing, right? What are your favorites? We mentioned that in there, too, that it gets people discussing that, and I'm hoping that that has been the possibility. So we thought about some ideas, uh, get a little feedback on things. If we discuss some music, what are some of the elements that we would discuss about music? Um, The longevity of some of those albums that we discussed. Or what about the live music that we have had the experience of seeing? So that's that's where we kind of settled like a snowflake on the tongue of an eagerly waiting child uh, that will soon be disappointed to realize that it's just ice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great and exciting. But will it be? Hmm, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think I think our snowflake will be wonderful. But uh, each one of us has our own connection to music that we form over the years. Listening uh, the things that our parents bring to us to listen, the things that our friends bring to us to listen. But nothing, I think, has that same impact as a live show. I can't. I mean, the lists of firsts in so many categories. You remember your first kiss. You remember your first wedding. Hopefully, the only wedding. <laughs> the only well, the one that you were in, or the one that you attended. Yes, attended. There we mm-hmm. go. Save me on that one. Uh, but you know, the firsts. Those are those are the big things. So a lot of times, the first concert, uh, the best concert, the worst concert. Mm. What is it that really imprinted itself on your memory? So that's what we're going to start with. We're going to talk about a few of the concerts that we've gone to over the years, and the ones that really made an impression on us, and hopefully share some stories that are very uh, familiar to some of you. Yeah, yeah. So there, it's not like I've been to a ton of concerts and live music shows. I mean, I can say I've been to about twenty or so. You know, that's some people have been to none, maybe one. Um, some people have been to hundreds. So mm-hmm. I don't think I've been to that many. And actually, it took me a while before I even got the opportunity to go and see some live music. Um, I kind of think of my musical taste as maybe off-putting or snobberish-y in, in a sense that I like what I like and I don't like anything else. And I think that everybody should li- else should I like what I like. And if they like something else, then it's weird that they like that. So when it comes to going to some of these concerts and going with friends or going with my wife to these things. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. And we're going to enjoy these. And certain, you know, it's just like, it. You, it's not often shared in that level of enjoyment. Well, I think we're all like that to a certain extent. We tend to, 
uh, we tend to not become calcified exactly, but we're insulated in our own bubble of what we consider to be wonderful. And, and at the same time, we want to be part of a group and you should be part of my group because that is the group that I am most comfortable with. But, uh, one nice thing about music, I think, uh, unlike politics, unlike religion, unlike a lot of other things, it is something that it's much easier to be able to change your mind on something like that and realize that you like something you may not have thought to like before because you're not, while certainly music can often become an aspect that defines who you are as a person, it's not something that if it were to change, it would change you as a person. So it's much lower stakes. It's something that that can create a bond in a place that you wouldn't normally think that you would be able to create that. And I've had some great instances where I had thought that I would not enjoy something nearly as much as I did and then found it to be incredible and started listening to somebody that I never listened to before and and sometimes changed my mind on bands that I had originally been really high on because I had listened to them on on the on on the CD on the record. Pick your time frame. Uh, maybe and, maybe a tape. But yeah, exactly. But when I saw them live, as compared to somebody else, it's like, well, I still like what they do. But in terms of you know this live this connection with the fans, they're just not as good as this other group or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I definitely I can definitely say that I've seen some that I've gone into with expectations of man, it's gonna be not so cool. And you come out surprised in the opposite direction. I think everybody has that type of experience from a movie or a TV show or a play that they went to see. So I I think with music it's just especially now, so readily available live shows to not only to go to and see in person, but to see the recording or hear the recording of that are much more, uh, I think, readily available now. And some people just love the studio albums and can't stand a live performance, but some people just love the live performance or have the live performance as the album but can't stand the studio one. And Mm. it's a great mix. I mean, that's Part of what we're discussing, actually. Yeah, and before we get into the beginning of it, I always like to preface things like this. Obviously, these are our opinions, and I always like to try and say that I appreciate any artist and what they um, put up for the public to consume, to, to try and see a little piece of their soul that they've shared. So even if I might say that I do not care for an individual artist's work or an artist in particular or whatever. It's it's more of a personal thing, and even with that, I still have the utmost respect for anybody that makes the attempt to really make that connection with people. Yeah, and I appreciate the talent that people have in their own specific thing. If I'm going to a concert and the concert's got 50,000 people in it, they have to have some type of talent, whether it's talent because they performed well and played their instruments well or and wrote the music well, or they had enough talent to fake it when they're in the studio, at the very least. They have some form of talent that is making them money, that is make people want to making people want to go and see them. Yeah. I may not enjoy the thing that I am watching, but that doesn't mean that they don't have talent. There are some exceptions with that, of course. 
but I do appreciate talent, even if I may absolutely despise country music. I know that most of those people have a talent for sure. That that's pretty fair. Well, let's start with let's start with the simple things. Let's start with first concerts, Richard. What was the first concert you ever went to see? Okay, so uh, I got an offer to go see a concert. I'd, I'd never been to one, obviously, talking about the first concert, but a lot of my other friends in my circle had gone to this and that and different types of genres, and I got the offer to go see the Foo Fighters. And the Foo Fighters was my um, first concert. There was uh, the Foo Fighters. Uh, opening for them was Ben Folds 5. Wow, and they also had uh, an artist before them. Uh, oh, yeah, Rocket from the Crypt. Really? Yes, and uh, Rocket from the Crypt was r- not. Let me see. I'll, <laughs> I'll go back to the talent thing. Um, they're they're playing some in, some music and playing their songs, and there wasn't that many people there, right? Because they were the first of the three acts, yeah. right? And the, the singer came on. I was like, yeah, we're rocking from the crypt and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, we've got the number one song in Argentina right now. I'm like, <laughs> We're huge in Japan. Yeah, yes. <laughs> cool. Um, would you like to know the name of that song? I do. I'll never forget the name of the song. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, um, like a dick on a dog. Okay. Yes. So that is not a radio-friendly uh, name for a song. Nope. But it was on the radio, and it got played on the radio, and it got played on the radio in Argentina. But it was on their albums all throughout the United States too. Well, consider you got bands like the Butthole Surfers of mm. that time frame. I guess you kind of can get away with it. Yeah. Well, you can get away with it now. You can say those types of words on TV. Actually, now. Because things have changed, but back then it was um, a big deal for them. And then after that, the Ben Folds Five came on, and Ben Folds was not my favorite. <laughs> very good. He got very into the piano playing for do, sure. Do you see the hackles raising on my side of the microphone? Yes, I know you enjoy yourself some Ben Folds Five, mm. um, but. I'm not going to say the performance was bad. That's not it. But the not your cup of tea. yeah, just not my just not my cup of tea. Um, and, and and honestly, even Foo Fighters, like Foo Fighters, I don't own a single Foo Fighters album. I don't own any of them. I could identify if if I heard a Foo Fighters song, I know the names of the songs, but um, I, I it was good. They were good. They performed really well. They they put their heart into it and. All their songs were well played, and I I enjoyed Foo Fighters, but it wouldn't have been one that I would have paid thirty bucks for a ticket to go and see. Let's see. Uh, so the whole experience was great because it was my first concert, but it wouldn't have been anything that would have been my preference to go and see. I would have if you if you just said Foo Fighters and Ben Folds Fives, I had been beating down the door for that one. That uh, two of my favorite bands from that from the. Well, from the inception, I mean, really, back from Nirvana days, Dave Grohl, and and then thinking that it's like, oh, he's going to do his own band, ah, oh, but it's not Nirvana, and the, but <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, they are good, and 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 trust me, like putting on Foo Fighters or listening to Foo Fighters, it's like when you hear certain music and you can't stand that music, you'll change it. But as mm-hmm. Foo Fighters come on, I don't 
change it. I don't dislike it at all. It's just I don't own any of it and don't personally go to dig for it to listen to it. Yeah, so. I can't say the same thing. <laughs> but so the, the the concert itself, it was fun. Maybe not. Uh, it didn't uh, change your mind one way or the other about the concert experience. You just enjoyed yourself and didn't change your mind about the artist. Yeah, yeah. I got to go. I got to go hang out with one of my friends for a few hours. We got to listen to some live music. Uh, we didn't. The the place wasn't that busy. Gosh, was it even raining? It might have been raining. So we got to move up a little bit closer because there wasn't a lot of people there. So we are under. We got to be underneath, like where the actual seats were. We weren't out in the lawn. So it was. We paid for lawn tickets, but we got to move up. So it was cool. It was good. I, I can't can't really complain too much. Well, it sounds like you had a much better first concert experience oh. than mine. Um, so I've told this story many times, and a lot of people might think that when I tell this story that I would have embellished it somewhat. You know, as the years have gone by, it has gained certain aspects that didn't exist before. And I will tell you this now: everything that I Everything that I describe actually happened. And it's, I mean, it's not like the bears ran through the stadium and killed five people. No, nothing, nothing crazy like this. But uh, first, as, I, as it may have become apparent, are an important thing to me. Kind of always have been to, to a certain extent. So my first concert experience was going to happen while I was in college. A handful of friends, myself, decided that we were going to go see Oasis. They were playing uh, in Indianapolis, and the, which makes sense, as that is where I was attending college at the time. Um, but uh, they, were, they were super huge. I mean, they had just released their first, first album to, to critical success in, in the United States. The, everybody, the next Beatles! And, and you listen to their music, and you definitely heard the influence. Like, oh, and they're, they're really solid and very catchy. And it's like, all right, I'm, I, I, can, I can get behind this. This band's going to be... This band's going to be good live, and then he goes, "Okay, so so what? Uh, what arena? What? Where are we going to see it? Well, it's at the Tyndall Armory. That should have been red flag number one. <laughs> um, armory. Okay, if you have never been to an armory before, uh, basically picture all of the things that you dislike about a school gymnasium and amplify it. It is drab, especially at night." It is. It, I mean, this the the purpose of the building is not to be entertaining. It's to be an armory, metal walls, uh, stone, yeah, mm. kind of that sort of thing. Um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's a nice building. I've seen it in the daytime. It's it's okay. But at night, it looked like somebody's barn in the middle of Indianapolis. So so we go to the Tyndall Armory. The the handful of friends and myself, and we go and we get our hands stamped. You know, for the whole thing, we're there just a little bit early because we want to make sure that we are in a good position to listen to what's going to be an awesome uh, concert. So I'm kind of looking for good seating, and then I'm just looking for seating. Um, there are no seats. Okay, that's a little weird. Oh, folding seats. Okay, that makes sense. It's an armory. That that's fine. So obviously, Oasis had an opening band. The name of that opening band. I will not say for a couple of different reasons. One, I don't remember. And <laughs> two, there's a good reason I don't remember. They were substandard uh, is probably the nicest way to put it. And it may have been they, they were new. Maybe they were having an off night. Maybe 
maybe this is the instance where I'm actually embellishing something and my memories are tarnishing their performance. But as I remember it, as the lighting was just awful, I mean, there was no good lighting in this place, and that is not a tarnished thing. You couldn't see anything, hardly. Uh, all of the, all of the uh, concessions were kind of what you expect. There were no plastic or, or not, sorry, there were no uh, cans of alcohol or no bottles allowed. Everything had to be in plastic cups for safety reasons. Well, that sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a great idea, right? Um, so, but where it's like, you know, I'm not expecting the opening band to be wonderful. How often do you expect an opening band to be wonderful anyway? They're on their way up. They're going to become better. They're going to work on their craft. They came out and played, and somehow with no expectations, they still managed to disappoint. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm with my friends. We're waiting. They play a song. They play another song, and they play another song. When will it stop? Okay, like another song or two more, and they're done. Okay. Got to get through their collection. Got to get through their collection. Yeah. So we're, we're waiting. So, okay, now they've got to tear down their equipment. And, you know, Oasis has got to put their equipment on, and they're going to get ready to play. So they tear down their equipment. Nobody starts putting any equipment up. It's like, oh, Oasis isn't ready yet or isn't here yet. Maybe they had some travel issues. So there's a bit of a delay. But eventually, they start putting Oasis's equipment up. And their, you know, their equipment obviously looks tons better than the opening bands, which is almost always going to happen because they're established. Money. They got the money. They're ready to go. It's like, that makes sense. They're going to be awesome. They're going to come out, and they're going to rock. Um, so the whole thing gets built, and they don't immediately come out. It's like, okay, they're still getting ready. There is a significant pause between when everything is set up and when they come out, which isn't unheard of for a band. But considering we're already in a dismal location with no lighting, awful uh, ambiance, no real good snacks at a decent price, and the first band was not great, and we're anticipating an awesome band, the crowd is not in a great mood at this point. Okay, whatever. They, they were hungry. They're just, you know, maybe collecting a little snack in the back. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Having a glass of water. All right. Know. So they finally hit the stage. Massive applause. Absolutely. Roars. You know, they're, they're ready, for, ready for the uh, concert to begin. And they start to play. And they sound fantastic. I mean, they are just on it. The, it's as good or better than what I could have heard on the CD. Everything's going great. They finished their first song. I don't remember which of their major hits it was, but it was one of their major hits at the time. They wanted to start it off on the right foot. Okay, excellent. So I'm already, my, my spirits are picking up. Things are getting better. I kill it. We're going to kill it. Okay, they, they start to, uh, they don't really say anything, but they start to go into their second song. Okay. Now, I don't know if any of you are familiar with the individuals in this band, but there is a certain individual uh, who has the last name Gallagher. That is known to have a bit of a temper. There's two of them. And there is two of them. But one, one. of them is known to have a bit of a temper. <laughs> Not nice. No, no. So, um, so they're playing the second song. And the second song is sounding as good as the first song. And if you'll remember, I mentioned all of the cups were plastic. Plastic-filled cups. Or not plastic-filled cups, but plastic cups filled with you know, whatever was available at the time. Um, one of the more rowdy individuals in the crowd threw his plastic cup up towards the stage, 
a beeline straight for Gallagher's head, or more accurately, probably intended to be a beeline straight for Gallagher's head, but it's a plastic cup. So it goes nowhere near Gallagher. It doesn't even, you could have parked a car between the space that that plastic cup was and where Gallagher was. He sees this, flips off the crowd, stops singing the song, storms off stage. The rest of the band is still playing, looking at each other. Not quite sure what just happened. Probably because the cup was a car length away from Gallagher at the time. Um, Eventually, they figure out he's not coming back. They stop playing, put down their instruments, walk off stage. Crowd is not particularly keen on this. (laughs) And curtain. (laughs) That's right. And scene. They never come back out. Nobody says anything. (laughs) No communication. It's just done. And I'm mildly confused. I ask my friends, is this normally what happens when you go to concerts? I was under the impression that they would play full songs and maybe more than one of them. Um, They seemed as confused as me. But, uh, yeah, we left. um, They offered... Uh, refunds to anyone that went because of what happened. Uh, I declined to gain a refund. I just vowed that I would never support them financially again, never buy one of their albums, never go to one of their concerts, tell everyone I knew exactly what he did. Uh, Yeah. And, and you can you can see I made a major impact because nobody's ever heard of them anymore, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, kind of. Uh, they they didn't they kind of devolved a little bit after that and didn't really do much of anything, as yeah. far as I know. I mean, I can't say I had any impact. I was I was mad, but they didn't. In, in, in all truth, they really just faded away. Right. There was some. There was. They. They. They stayed popular for a little bit. They got they into some disagreements about something, and then it just. Their second album was. I may not have bought it, but I heard it, and it was good. I was, would never have admitted it to anybody for a number of <laughs> years. I said, "No, that's just complete junk. Why would you ever listen to that guy?" That sounds like a really good first concert. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was definitely needing needing something better after that but you know it happens mm-hmm. absolutely so, so i was originally going to say what's fir- what's the first concert what's the worst concert what's the best concert well you got both out of me first was worst first and worst hmm. well um i can do a i can do a worst for sure um really it would revolve around one band and not not that the not that the music per se was bad and not that the performance was bad or not that the venue was bad. Um, it's just boring is what I could say. So I've seen, gosh, I've seen, have I seen them twice? Uh, the band Modesky, Martin, and Wood. You know, actually, that's one I'm not completely familiar with. Yeah, so it's just a three-piece band, like a stand-up bass, some drums, and keyboards, maybe. Huh. So, or 
different variants of those types of instruments. And they just, they're like a, like a jam band hmm. with no singing. That's something I could get behind potentially. And the, like I said, they, the, they're kind of played in smaller venues at the, uh, the Murat. Hmm. Um, the sound quality was good. Uh, the lighting is good there in those places. Yeah, Murat's a good location. They have a, a centralized bar where you can go get drinks and all that type of stuff at, normal drink prices right you know seven bucks for a beer or whatever it was but gosh the they, they they'd play a song and they would play together and then one would play and then one would play and one would play and they come back together and like i, I didn't have any of their albums i didn't have any experience so them, but, like the normal high school jazz band thing where everybody has to have a solo but just like really well played but no joke a 12 minute song every song uh. and it just drags on and so the the thing that really bugged me about it would be like the crowd right so it's the typical crowd thing so somebody starts playing um an instrument and they're doing their little thing and the crowd's like oh yeah and then someone switches and they play something the crowd's like oh yeah like when you go to a concert and someone comes out with a different guitar and they play 30 seconds of an awesome guitar lick, but the whole crowd's like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. It was one of those things, but like every Hmm. two minutes. That reminds me of one of my pet peeves for a lot of live performances where audiences don't know how to behave anymore. There's no kind of common set of rules really or maybe nobody knows what the rules are and everybody applauds at the wrong time and you know, yells and all that sort of stuff. Or if you're in a if you're in a small venue and the people are rocking really good and you're all, everybody's in seats and you have a contingent of thirty people that stand. Good lord, I hate that. And you're you're stuck because if you don't stand, you can't, you can't see, see what's now that the going on. Behind you has to stand. Oh yeah, that that makes me that makes me want to just carry a stun gun with me. Yeah, like some of those. I was like, I don't know what to do here because I really want to see this. So if I stand up, I'm a jerk. But if I don't stand up, I don't get what I paid my money for. So it's like you, you just can't win. Well, you know, there there therein maybe lies a business opportunity for us: personal periscopes. We will sell them for concerts so you can Ooh. stay seated. You can go up. You can go to the side if you're on an aisle. Yeah, there you go. I think I think that's uh, I think that's a winner right there. Yeah. So that was, and once again, I, I don't. They didn't perform poorly, and the venue was fine. It's just, it's it's boring, and they played a long time too. Like you got your money's worth. Like if you were two the, hour performance. Oh yeah, yeah. That's at least seven songs. Like it, exactly <laughs> the thing, and it's and, and my untrained ear is like. All these songs sound very, very similar. Oh, there's a tempo change. Cool. Okay, there's there's a really there's the f- a f- uh, five minute drum solo. Dope. That's that's cool. And if you're going to have no vocals and only three instruments, I can see how that could be a potentially a problem. And I, I mean, I only fault myself because I actually went to see them twice. <laughs> Twice, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that can't possibly they, happen again. Yeah, like like thinking, like oh, maybe I just missed something the first time around. No, 
But I did get a really awesome hooded sweatshirt at one of the concerts. So I came out with Not something positive. Yep. Now I, I see in that that kind of thing. I I would kind of dig that. I I like I like blues. I like jazz. What a lot of people consider to be elevator music. I. I, I enjoy that. I don't know if I would enjoy that in a live setting. Yeah, in the but same and, kind and of see, way. that's just it. It was more. It's it's hard to describe as more, more jam bandy. Well, yeah. If you took if you took what uh, what Robert Randolph and uh, <laughs> his band will do to any song. Ever. Yeah, yeah. And it's I don't know. Like it's just hard to describe, but it is what it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Well, let's, let's flip it around. Let's go. I'm going to go to something a little more positive. We'll go with what I think was the best concert that mm. I've ever been to. Yeah, so that's going to be hard to really it, narrow down. You would think it'd be it'd be hard for me to nail down. I mean, I've seen the Black Crows, who I love, live twice. I've seen Metallica live twice. I have seen Chris Cornell when he was solo live, and I was front row and center. We've talked about that before. Though none of those would really fall into what I consider to be the best concert that I've I've, I've been to, and I think that um, that would probably be a, a May Day concert that I went to back. Well, that, when would that have been? That would probably be in the two thousands at some point. Um, but the lineup was just fantastic. So it was still the Verizon, uh, the Verizon Music Center at that point. No, uh, post Deer Creek. Post Deer Creek, pre whatever it Clip. is now. Is it still Klipsch? I or think is it's it Klipsch? Or is it something else? Or is it Pep- Pepsi something? I don't know. I have I lost track. Um, but you know that location on the northeast northeast side of Indianapolis. Yes, really, really nice venue. It's it's always a, a, an a, a excellent thing, and uh, we. Uh, did I have VIP tickets? I think I have VIP tickets for that one. So, you know, kind of a nice seating, separate parking, the whole kick and boodle. That was, that was really nice. And the lineup was, it was uh, started with Evanescence. Or I'm sorry, I take that back. I'm sorry. It started with Revis and then went to Evanescence, then was Everclear, and then was Saliva, and the headliner was Stained that year. So I went basically because of Stained who I was really big on at the time. I listened to her albums. I thought they were fantastic, you know, heavy and dark and great vocals. And I, have a, I have a small stained concert story to throw in when you're done. Yeah. Continue. So so it's it's basically uh, myself and uh, and uh, I believe it was a friend of mine that I went to and to, to enjoy this. Yes, it was. It was it was me and one friend uh, for this entire like felt like ten hour concert because you got five bands. Um, and so we start out with Revis and you had a, a description of the opening band that came out and was trying to talk and we're huge in Argentina. It was kind of similar with Revis. Revis had one big hit at the time and, uh, they come out and it's like, uh, yeah, we're Revis. This is, I'm so-and-so. I'm the lead singer of Revis. This is the, uh, guitarist of Revis. This is everything was of Revis, which was made, made it pretty funny. So we started making a game out of it. Anytime he said anything after a song of Revis went after every single thing. And half the time it just matched up with what he was yeah. saying. What's the name of your band again, bro? <laughs> it, was, it was, they were, 
again, I try and be as nice as possible. They were they were not what I was hoping for. Uh, again, and I had no real hopes. So it's not that they were bad. They were just not inspiring in any way. And impossibly is being affected by the fact that everyone else was so good that they probably actually were probably pretty decent. But comparatively, they, they, they did not compare, especially when they were followed by Evanescence, who I had not really listened to up to this point. Now, you have to remember, at this point in time, when I went to see this concert, their one song, Evanescence song, that everybody and their brother knows because it's on multiple soundtracks and they played it nonstop for two years, had not been out maybe a week Oh, so no, no Daredevil yet. No Daredevil yet. No one knew this song. I did not know who they were. I had not heard their song yet. I had not heard anything. All I saw was this band come out with this tiny girl at the, at the lead, and I go, okay, this is different. I don't know too many you know, hard rock or metal bands that have a, a, a female lead singer at all, and they come out. And they rock so hard. Torch it, yeah. They were, I could see them. They were fantastic live. I mean, just so, so good. I mean, and it's not just the fact that they played well or the fact that they had great stage presence, because they did, and they did. Yeah. But so many bands make, make the choice to replicate their song uh, early on replicate their songs from their albums so that at least at the beginning that the crowd kind of connects and recognizes and they didn't do that exactly they 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 altered their stuff to cater to the size of the venue and to the type of crowds that were going to be there so it's heavier in several spots than it would norm well than it was on the albums and that got me that got me interested and then when I bought the albums like oh this sounds different than that's different and but still good and and awesome in a different way so it was like listening to them for the first time twice it was it was really awesome so after evanescence goes it's coming towards lunchtime and then everybody leaves for lunch Except for me, because one of my favorite bands was up next in Everclear. Now, at this point, the internets were not what they are now. So you couldn't see all these things about... I've seen a lot of stories about how Everclear is not great live and a lot of this other stuff. I hadn't heard any of that. And I don't... Maybe maybe they aren't sometimes. But that day, they were awesome. They were they were on point. They, they were on point. They played really well. They made the connection with the six people that stayed in the <laughs> stands. That I felt really bad for them because you know it's like why? Why does everyone always kind of go to get their bathroom break or their lunch at the same time? I, they, I, I really wish people would have seen how good they were. That some people did, but I thought they did great. And so we're at this point of palate cleanser and. They had a small break so we could get something to eat and not miss any of the music because they were tearing down and bringing on saliva, which I was only marginally familiar with. I'd heard a little bit of and, again, wasn't completely prepared. And this is part of the fun. It was a surprise. It was something new. It was an exploration. It was, you know, just awesome territory. And they come out, and I wasn't knowing what to expect, had no expectations, and they blew it off. Well, it didn't have a roof, but if it had a roof, they would have blown the roof off. This guy had 
more energy than than cartoon characters have. Uh, the, the the lead singer of Saliva was from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage, making connections with fans, getting people to react and interact, and the music was really good. I mean, he was just fantastic again. So, I mean... It's feeling it. Feeling it. And, and the whole thing was just going really well. And then we're leading up to the final act, the one that I've been waiting for. Because, you know... It's, Considering that there's only one act that I've listened to thus far that's, you know, the worst case scenario was only okay. And then three awesome acts in a row. This is just awesome. So they're tearing down the saliva uh, stuff and uh, putting up uh, Stained. And their sets were beautiful. I mean, you could see that they spent some money on this and they were ready. And it looked like it was going to be a little more of... I don't know if intimate is the right word, but I'm trying, again, trying to connect with the fans, it looks like. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like, this is going to be, whereas Saliva was all over the place trying to connect, they're going to try and be that way to to connect. And so they come out to perform, and uh, whereas we talked, I was mentioned that Evanescence wanted to put a different spin on their music for this, uh, stained with the entire opposite way. And if you've listened to their CD, that is exactly how it sound that uh, sounded in that concert. I mean, like note for note, pitch for pitch, everything was exactly the same. It was almost like they were not actually doing it. They were just playing the CD in the background, mm. but you knew they weren't. I mean, it was live. It was clear that it was live, but they, I mean, it was, it was like clockwork precision, perfect, uh, flawless execution. The only if there was a complaint, you know how I thought they were going to be a little more intimate. Uh, what it actually meant was that the lead singer was going to sit for half the songs and then was going to stand up and not move for the other half of the songs. <laughs> so maybe a little disappointing in that regard, but just in terms of technicality, fantastic. I mean, they, I mean, it was it was a my first of those types of concerts where you have multiple bands and it's a whole day event and we had the great seats and the whole thing and the food and the, it was just great. Yeah. So like it, not just, not just the bands played well, the music was good, but yeah. it was the whole atmosphere, attitude situation. Of yeah, the thing, there was so. really no downside. Even if I have to nitpick on the fact that, that I, maybe I wish the lead singer of stained had moved around a little bit or something or that Revis wasn't as good as Stained or Saliva. What? That's not a, that's not a real complaint. It's it's they were all really good. They put on an excellent show. Yeah, and it was just I could not have asked for more. Tip to tip to top, you know that that's that's cool. I, I like those those music fests, and you don't get a chance to go to them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's an availability thing. Sometimes it's a cost thing because if you're going to see, it's not. It's one concert, but really it's two, three, four concerts mm-hmm. if you're throwing all these bands together. So obviously that makes that ticket price just a little bit more expensive. So um, I've only been to a couple of those types of concerts, and those were some of my favorites too. Um, kind of what you were saying along the lines of somebody coming out and just absolutely killing it. Um, we went to a concert in Chicago uh, at the Chicago Motor Speedway, and it was all all in like the the like the the infield area. Plus, nice. you could sit in the stands. So, like, you got to understand that like, this place will hold a hundred thousand people. Like, it was gigantic, and there were a lot of people there. Our tickets were free. Yes, awesome. Uh, <laughs> That's always a good start. Headliner was uh, Metallica. 
Who? Stone Temple Pilots was there. Nice. Kid Rock was there. Yeah. And then there were a lot of other bands that I can't remember. Tonic was one of them. Really? Um, nice. Yeah, they're like the first chunk of bands did not match the last chunk of bands. But I will tell you that Kid Rock quite possibly could have been the best of everybody that we saw there. He destroyed his set. So I got I gained a newfound appreciation for Kid Rock after watching him live because he the band was the, the band that he's got around him at the time was really good, but he also he played everything. He went around, he played the drums, he played the guitar, he played he got on the the keyboards like he did uh, he did the tour around everything. He was really good. So I have I'd, a feeling he's the type of guy that's also going to really try and interact with the fans and get them going live as well. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed Metallica. There were too many mosh pits, and there were pea gravel that was in the thing, Ooh. so people were chucking pea gravel, so that didn't give a good experience. They were good, but like that, it was all day. I mean, it was, there were no Joe 10 bands that were there, so the thing went nice. until like midnight at night and started at noon, so it, it was a long day for that concert. That was a good one. Um I did one of my favorites, maybe not my favorite, but one of my favorites. We uh, went to a, the first iteration of the Family Values Tour, oh, yeah. and that had another aspect similar to what you're talking about. Um, the first band that played was Orgy. <laughs> Orgy was really subpar. Are you a fire starter? Uh, no, that was um, Orgy. They did uh, Their one song was oh, Blue, right. Blue Monday. That's Blue, right, that's right. Like, which is obviously a remake of a song that was done in the Prodigy. Prodigy, yes, Prodigy. Um, Little mental slip. See that. Then after that uh, was Rammstein, and they destroyed it. They were so good. That's when I. That's when I was like, "Who is this band?" Uh, And I saw I saw them on the lineup, and I was like, "I don't know who those guys are." No internets at the Mm -hmm. time, so saw them, and they were. Awesome. Just absolutely killed it. So good. That's I've not why I talked to anybody that said anything bad about Rammstein Live. So so that they are definitely in my top ten of bands now for sure. They, they were so good. But then after that was Ice Cube. And I would love to have seen that. Actually, so the West Side Connection is Ice Cube and Mac Ten uh, and WC and WC was not there. Ice Cube hardly did anything and Mac Ten did most of the concert. It was weird. So what you're saying is his concert was a lot like his film career? Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Minimal then, effort for maximum effect. Yeah. Then then Limp Biscuit played, and they were really good. Corn played, and they were really good, too. Um, that was They had elements like all the bands came out, and they all played together in certain versions at the end when Corn was on. So that was tip top. That was really yeah. that was really solid. Um, then you have some of the experiences I think that are more about where you're at and who you're with. We went to mm. Wisconsin to uh, uh, Alpine Theater, Alpine, whatever it is. It's in the wintertime, You can go skiing there, but they have an amphitheater out there that is gigantic. Saw Pearl Jam up there. So that was pretty good. That was during their Yield um, uh, album tour. So not my favorite album. Not my favorite, but still a good concert. Well, it's Pearl Jam. Went to see uh, Fish. Uh, They had a three day tour or three day three day concert. When they go places, usually stay for two or three concerts. Uh, Stretched over two, three, four days. Went to two of the three that were in Indy, and that I, I. 
don't know any of the songs and don't know any of the music, don't know any of the, 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 the stuff whatsoever. But that was really fun. That was actually a good experience going to both of those concerts. Mm. So no problems with that I thought one. you had issues with 12-minute songs. Yes, but for some for some reason, during that concert, hmm. it didn't... What what could possibly have changed? It just didn't seem like it lasted 12 minutes. <laughs> um, but that, we were there with a bunch of friends, so it was like a good... Everybody was feeling the jams because everybody knew the songs. And I was like, I don't know. These guys just play instruments, and they're good at that stuff, so cool, whatever. That was really... Those were really fun concerts, but I think probably my favorite concert would have to be um, Oysterhead. Really? So Interesting. I uh, saw Oysterhead at the Elliott Hall of Music. So a very small theater, like an actual theater, a, theater. A, a theater. theater. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar, Oysterhead is a few people. So it's one of my favorite artists, which is Les Claypool. And then, speaking of fish, um, Trey Anastasio is part of the group. And then Stuart Copeland from The Police. That's the little ensemble right yeah, there. That, that's a fun group right there. And they destroyed it. They were so good. And in that small venue with the seats that we had. I bet it had a real uh, warm sound to it. So good. So good. And it's not like they just played for five hours. They have an album that's got a handful of songs on it. And they played a few other things. But the thing was so good. And I know the people that I went with that were big fish fans got a new appreciation for Les Claypool for going, you know, going to that concert. Because they'd mm-hmm. never, they weren't Primus fans and weren't Les Claypool fans, but they would actually concur that in that night that Les Claypool stole, stole the show and just ripped it up. It was so good. So that, that one really sticks out, just getting those goosebumps when the, the curtain comes up and there's the, they're playing the songs and the, the, the smoke is all floating around from the smoke machines. <laughs> yeah. Not anything else out no, there. No, no, of course not. The smoke machines. Um, and then the lights are kind of shining back through. Everybody's kind of a shadow up on the stage, and the lights hit, and they start, yeah, it was dope. So good. You know, there's so many things that, that can just contribute to uh, to the quality of a concert. I mean, sometimes... I mean, there's there's other concerts I've gone to that I would not have expected to be as much fun as they really were. Uh, I'm generally not what I would consider a very lucky individual. I don't win things. Now, part of that is I don't buy tickets to things. Don't try it. Don't make the effort to win the thing. Exactly, because I did at one point. I would play the lottery, and I would do the other thing. And then after not winning and not winning and not winning and not winning anything ever, I go, oh, I'm just throwing my money away. Yeah. So, you know, I don't enter those things. But on occasion, I have managed to be bestowed upon a, a handful of bit of luck. And I know there was one instance, I won tickets from Q95 to go see Journey. It's like, I, oh. I'm, I'd take that. Absolutely. absolutely. It's like it's not one of those bands where I, it's on my top 10 list or even necessarily my top 50 list. But I really like their stuff. And it's like, all right, I'll do that. And went to see it with a friend of mine who's, who I, uh, I just loved in college. She was, a, she was a, a great friend to go see it with me so I didn't have to watch it by myself. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, and it was just great. I mean, was, there was no one thing that just stood out to me that it was, again, at the Verizon. I think at that point it was not yet Verizon. I think at that point it was the... Still Deer Creek. Still Deer Creek. But, uh, you know, they played. They were... It was fun. <laughs> I had okay seats. I mean, and it was free. And it was free. Even better. Even better. I mean, I, I could... I was I was ecstatic that I won stuff. In fact, that, that I remember so little of that concert, other than the fact that I just really enjoyed it. The thing I almost remember most was trying to drive and find Q95 so that I could go get the tickets. Pick up the tickets, yep. Because <laughs> I couldn't find them anywhere. Uh, they are... Not really MapQuest at that point there in time. Was, there was not, and those roads are not logical, or at least they weren't at that time. Yeah. Uh, it did, didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense to me, especially as a stupid college kid. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just things like that can be a lot of fun, but you can also run into some very strange things. I mean, we're both Metallica people and one of the stranger concert experiences I had was at a Metallica concert, uh, with, with my wife who at that point, I don't think we were married yet. I think we're still dating at this point and it was market square. Um, this was after the black album. But I think before load, a little bit. I'm I'm trying to place it at the right time, and it's starting to fog just a little bit. Did they have um, long hair or short hair? They had both. Half of them had long hair, and half of them had short. I think at that point, mm-hmm. so it doesn't help. I'm not sure yeah. which it is. Uh, but the thing that stood out to me about that concert, and it was my first time seeing Metallica live. Uh, and they played fantastically and, uh, you know, loud shredding exactly what I would hoped it would be was the very end of that concert was the strangest end to a concert that I've ever seen. So this is an indoor venue. Uh, it's, uh, you know, where you play basketball, uh, that sort of thing. So they had this big stage set up, you know, lots of props, lots of pieces. There's pyro and all sorts of things that are going off through, through the thing. But towards the end of the concert, it looked like there was problems with power um, and things were falling apart. People were falling from the top of the rafters and the set pieces were like falling also. And then (laughs) there was nothing. And it was the end of the concert. It just ended. It just ended. It looked like like 12 people died. End of the Metallica concert. (laughs) Enjoy. Please give us positive reviews. And then eventually the lights came back up and they were not on stage. There's not going to be a encore. It was just it was just the strangest thing that I have ever seen at a concert. I, Hmm. I don't I you know, it's one of those things that's usually very clear. I'm going to leave. That was a great concert. Or with like the Oasis. Yeah, they ruined my first experience. This was just, let's go home. Yeah, like what? Not sure what, what just happened. What happened? Um, so, but, you know, still, otherwise, you know, great concert. And when I saw them again later at the Verizon, I've, I've been there several times, uh, obviously, and... They, you know, the next time they more than made up for the, the strangest of the first first instance where they did an acoustic version of the Four Horsemen live. Fun. Which was really, really cool. And uh, not too long before that, 
the lead singer of Alice in Chains had died maybe a couple years before that. Um, but as a couple of people know, you know, the other individuals, the man went on to do other stuff and they were opened by one of those individuals. And so got to listen to a little bit, uh, one single piece of Alice, Alice in Chains before the concert started. So that was kind of cool too. Mm. And again, VIP tickets. I've been very lucky at, <laughs> at the, uh, Klipsch slash Verizon slash Deer Creek, call it what you will. I've been VIP a couple of times. That's definitely the way to do it. If way you're to go. Really go yeah. Get some behind-the-scenes stuff. Nowadays, a lot of those VIPs give you um, access to the band where you can have a five-minute interview or talk session or they'll autograph a photo or whatever. I was not that lucky. Was not that lucky. No. But um, they cost a lot more now, too. I'll bet. But um, I think a lot of the, you get more access depending on the, who the artist is, of course. But are there, are there, I'm trying to think here, a lot of times there's repeat viewership of mm-hmm. of things. Like I said, I have somehow went to Modesky, Martin, and Wood twice. But um, yeah. I have been to a few, I've, um, I've been to Bob Dylan three times. Doesn't sound like the art, yeah. All were great concerts. My wife's opinion, yeah, not so high on those, hmm. but That's I good. thought they were good. I would err on her side, I think, on that. And, and actually, two of the times, he hardly even played a guitar. Hardly. just He was on the keyboard most of the time. I've, I've, say, I've actually seen Bob Dylan four times because one time it was on a tour. It was Dylan and the Dead. So well, that was cool. I have no problem with, with Dylan's guitar. I have no problems with Dylan's keyboard. I have no problems with Dylan's harmonica. <laughs> I have no problems with his writing style or his lyrics. Just how it's presented from his mouth parts. Correct. So like those, I've done the repeat viewerships. Um, I've seen Les Claypool in concert twice as Les Claypool, twice as Primus, once with Oysterhead. So like those have been my, I think, two heavy hitter repeat mm-hmm. concert views. What about you? Have you had one that you've gone to just a whole bunch of times? No, no the closest I got was I saw Metallica twice. I saw uh, the the Black Crows. I saw first time I saw them at Carb Day uh, for uh, for that was a mistake. <laughs> I mean they 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 played great. I mean they sounded wonderful. But when you're in a sea of human beings where the average alcohol content is. Uh, Ten beers. Yeah, and and combine that with a hot summer day where there is no shade and tempers are flaring and uh, you're in an area where they expect things to be of a volume that you'll have permanent hearing damage. Uh, it just it just did not go well. It didn't match up. No, yeah. I mean, it, and I, it was I was okay with it. I was going to last till the end, but the individual that I went with, he couldn't last through the whole thing. It's like you know, I get it, I understand, we got to go. It's yeah. it's not a big time deal. to roll. But the second time I saw them on White River, whatever, there's a the park. There's so, a- yeah, there's a park there that we saw them perform at, and that was fantastic because we just got. We had normal seats. You could have gotten grass seats if you wanted to, but I don't like sitting where the bugs are as much. Um, they and you know talking about Randolph earlier. Randolph is actually uh, the Randolph family band. I think they're calling themselves at that point. Opened for them, and if you're talking about 12 minute songs that don't go anywhere, and that's the mm-hmm. time to go get some popcorn or something to eat. That was definitely it. They took some. 
Oh, my word. They took some um, one of their favorite artists to do songs from is, um, well, there's, there's a couple that they, they kind of go with, but um, um, I about said Van Halen. That's not right. Um, you know, as we mentioned before, we record late, and this is the point at which the brain starts. <laughs> the brain to parts don't work. Yep, yep. But uh, Jimi Hendrix was what I was trying to say. Okay. Yep, yep. So they were they were doing, I think, along the Watchtower. Uh, so a cover of a cover, uh, but their cover lasts three times longer than Jimi Hendrix's version, and it's just like, oh, I get it. I know you really like those four notes, but. Get to the Let's point. Let's deal with it. We just need to go to the next song now. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to do the jam band thing for too long of a period of time. Yeah. If it's if it's at the forefront, if I'm doing something while something like that is playing, I'm great. Good. Yep. But if I'm in a plastic seat and this was before smartphones or anything else, I just got to watch these guys. I can't do it. Can't no, do it. I got to do something else. But well, uh, at least in our concerts, we got to. Stand, <laughs> yeah, we had to stand. Both of them, both both of Medeski Martin was. I we stood the whole time. Oh, that would have been. I would. I would not have been pleased. I don't yeah. think. I, I, even though I like that kind of music, I don't. I don't think I could have. I don't yeah. think I could have done it. But you know, Black Crows, they were fantastic. I, that's another band I keep hearing some people say that you know they're not great lives. Like you know, the two instances I've heard them, they they were great. They were good. Yeah. And you, you said you've been fortunate enough to have a few either good ticket opportunities, free ticket opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got the hookup from some friends. So like you said, we got the 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 Chicago Motor Speedway, the, the, rock, the Hard Rock Fest was actually something that we got as a reward, let's call it, for something when I worked back in the day at the movie theater. Nice. Um, so that we had a contest and through the contest we gave away two tickets but the person who had the tickets gave us two tickets too so like oh dope cool um the first one like i said my friend had an extra ticket to um the foo fighters concert um had a great experience one of my friends had some tickets to see cake He's like, hey, I got extra tickets. You want to go? Yes, please. Yeah. So uh, that was that was a good night. We definitely enjoyed going to, to see Cake. Love them. Um, but I do have an unexpected uh, concert that I've been to. Uh, I have actually seen, way up in the nosebleeds, uh, a Dixie Chicks concert. You know, I think I'd enjoyed the Dixie Chicks. I mean, I've listened to several of their CDs, and while um, I'm not as big of a country fan as other things... I like them. I mean, they they've got great harmony. They peppy songs. I mean, they I mean, play their they play all their instruments. They write all their songs. They write like they're self contained. They're mm-hmm. not getting a lot of stuff. We watched it at was it the United? Well, at the time, the United Center. So like where the Blackhawks played, where the Bulls mm-hmm. played, uh, and at, that has multiple levels. We are at the highest up level that you could get for these seats and you're just like looking so you're down. pretty sure there are people down there, there. Pretty, i'm pretty sure there are people down there but they for for what it was they did they did good i didn't know any of their songs i didn't know any of that stuff but they all played their own instruments and switched between different instruments you know from a, a violin to a mandolin to a to a whatever they had in the different components that they played they did good 
wasn't my thing. Shouldn't be wearing white. <laughs> Maybe ain't got no ring, something like that. Some, some like I, I couldn't even tell you. But Absolutely. yeah, that's probably my uh, for me oddball concert because it just doesn't fit in with oh, the, yeah. the rest of the theme of the concerts. Let's call it. Well, and I'm, I didn't bring up any of the classical concerts that I've gone to, and I've been to several of those because I could talk about certain groups that most people just would not recognize. I mean. You talk about the Beatles or whatever. It's like, yeah. And you go, yeah, Boston Philharmonic. You might know them. You probably won't know any other Philharmonic. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything. A lot of, a lot of cities have a Philharmonic, actually. Exactly. So, so Un- Unbeknownst to me, but I've discovered that here in the last couple months, that the smallest of towns can have a 20-piece Philharmonic that is well received, well played, well toured. Right? So. Yeah, that's that it is such a wonderful little surprise. Just just that that even in even in the remotest, strangest places, you're going to get some people that are going to going to be able to uh, create something fun for everybody to see. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm well looking forward. I'm hoping later this year I'm going to have another story. Uh, two bands that you've mentioned are going to be in concert together, and we're going to do our best to see them. And that is Cake and Ben Folds Ooh. later this year. I would appreciate half of that. Yes. <laughs> so I'm hoping I'm hoping to see that one. That's that's my big one this year. Yeah, that, but uh, I haven't been to a concert in. Gosh, it's been a really long time. Um, someday soon, I'll probably pick up something. I always get my emails from Primus going on tour and getting the emails about doing the, the VIP packages for those where they hook you up with, uh, apparently he's got his own vineyard, so you even get a bottle of, uh, or a sampling of his wine when you go to do the VIP packages. Primus Hooch? Okay. Yeah, which is very funny, I think, but uh, very funny. amazing at the same time. I don't know what to describe it as, but yeah. So someday I'll hit up another one of those concerts, but I do have memories. <laughs> Misty well, watercolored memories. Well, that's that's what we're all really looking for. We, we are here to get these memories, to share them with each other, and then die. So, well, hopefully note, the people listening um, <laughs> have enjoyed a concert experience of their own. Absolutely. And then maybe this will bring back, oh man, I remember when I want, went and watched that, and I remember that that band was awful, but the other band was good too. So, um, as we've discussed in the past, that hopefully our discussions get you thinking or discussing about the experiences that you have had in the same type of situations, the concerts that you've been to. You Absolutely. Know? And we'd love to hear about them. On the website, there is a section where we have a forum where you can leave a little message with a description of one of your favorite uh, encounters. We would love to see it. and. We may even say something about it on the air if we see one that's particularly interesting. Yeah. There are not that many bits of feedback on there, but that'll accumulate over time. So that's, that's what we're hoping. You guys would be easy targets right now for us to be like identifying and reading and talking about as we chitty chat about stuff. That's right. Well, it was good talking with you again, and we will be back again next week. Absolutely. And who knows what we're going to be talking about next week. Actually, we know what we're going to be talking about next week. We do, but we're not going to tell you just in case things have to change. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, that would be about it. Talk to you guys later.